We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. As promised, we are here for another week of beer talk and beer drinking. And, you know, just trying to keep some sort of a normal schedule for you guys out there who are who are dealing with coronavirus, just like we all are dealing with coronavirus. I call it the vid. The, the vid? Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, the hiv, but... Well, that took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, we, we've started calling the shows the COVID casts. Ah. We've done 20 COVID casts, which is shows without sports that are on TV. And now the over-under is 80 COVID casts. Are we going to be over or under 80 until sports comes back? I said over. This is for primetime? Yes. I said over because... Over 80? That would be 60 more, which would be get us to the start of July. I think we're going to go more towards August or September. I think that's a a fair thing. Fair way to put it. Yeah. Fair estimate. So COVID Estimate. But yeah, we're all we're all out here dealing with the things you guys are dealing with at, at some in some way, shape, or form. Maybe not to the same extreme or to the same level, but uh, none of us can do anything. So we can go home. Yeah, and then we can go to work if we can still go to work, and then we can go home, mm-hmm. and then we can stay home. And then we can go to the grocery store. Yeah, and then we can go home. Right. I wait. I was at the grocery store yesterday. I waited in line, but it was a nice day. It was the I, I live by the New Seasons in Arbor Lodge. So it was fine. You know, there was probably 10 people in front of me in line. I probably waited outside 10, 15 minutes. But I'll tell you what, when you get into the grocery store, it's quite nice. Because there's nobody around. Oh, yeah. I went to New Seasons in Cedar Hills in mm-hmm. Beaverton on Sunday. I waited in line. Yeah. There's like five people in line. And once you go in, it's like, you have free reign of the supermarket. Totally. It's just like, you want to go up to the pre-made cabinet? Here it is yep. for you. Yeah. Oh, it- there's one person. Six feet, six feet, yep. six feet. Okay. Yeah, so have that, you had trouble social distancing at all? Have you found yourself like trying to be good about it and struggling with it? Uh, no, I, I'm okay with it. I think it, like the whole concept of social distancing like really hit me fairly easy because of work. That I think because it's like a because it's a a health thing. Sorry, let me turn my yeah, chair so as I you can move slightly further away in the from face. <laughs> um, also I, extending <laughs> to what is now probably eight feet. I think we were already six feet apart. But. I uh, I think it like. It was really easy, like, when the CDC came out and they were like, these are the things you need to say for, these are the things you need to do to stay healthy. I was like, well, we kind of already do that. 
in the restaurant biz, like keeping our like washing our hands, trying not to touch your face, things like that. And, you know, don't get all up in people's bubbles. So that was kind of easy. So then when the six foot thing kind of happened, it just integrated into that fairly easy for me. The only issue I run into is sometimes I haven't really seen this at the grocery store, but I see this sometimes when I'm at work. There are still people out there that are just fairly oblivious and they just kind of. Like I've had some bros come in, you know, with some tank tops and some shorts and some flip flops trying to get some beers, bruh. Yeah. And like the three of them are all standing super close to each other, which is like whatever, you know, maybe you live together or something like that, that the quarantine, you know, you're already hosed anyway because you live together. Maybe I get it. But no regard for anybody else. Like one guy was like looking in the beer cooler, uh, trying to see what he wanted. You know, he was by himself and he had his face covered and very polite you know, average dude looking to pick up a beer in, in the vid 20. And he, and he was looking and he kind of stepped back and this guy just instantly cut like right in front of him to, to grab a beer out of the bottle. And the guy was like, Whoa, and kind of stepped back a little bit. So I see some of that from some people, which is a little disheartening. I'm not sure if that's necessarily done with malicious intent. I don't think it is either. I think, I think oblivious is a good word. I just think sometimes I mean, you're not used to having to be that way, right? Mm -hmm. You're not used to having to social distance. So if you're like, if your mind is elsewhere, you might just do something accidentally. Because I did this once at the supermarket. Yeah. I've been generally very good about trying to give space. Mm -hmm. I've been going out running because it's the only thing you can do because no gyms are open. And like, if there's another person out there, I'll I'll scoot into the street or in the shoulder. If I've seen a lot of that. Yeah. Just to give space. Um, but in the supermarket once I was like in my own head thinking of the list trying to find the food in the aisle and I just kind of turned into the aisle without realizing it and there was a woman with her cart right there mm -hmm. and it was a tight aisle and I, I realized about halfway into trying to, f to fit next to her I went oh I shouldn't be doing this right but I was in my head mm -hmm. and I just didn't think about it yeah so it's one of those things where we as people are just so often in our own head mm -hmm. that it's it's hard to break that habit 100%. Yeah, I usually listen to music when I'm at the grocery store because I usually do like a big run. I'm not the kind of person that does small runs, which is funny because I like order less beer more frequently for the pub. But when I go to the grocery store, I try to load up. Mm. Anyway. I do this. I go once a week and I just get everything for the week. Yeah, yeah. and so and so I, I've kind of noticed... Where was I going with this? I've I've kind of noticed that as well. Like some things are just a little unavoidable. I was at Trader Joe's like a week or so ago, and this woman was there, and she had her face covered. and And the Trader Joe's aisles are are, are decent size, especially compared to like a Fred Meyer. And this woman, I can only imagine, didn't want to put touch a cart, like push a cart around or something. So she was trying to carry everything in her hands. And she was successfully doing it for the most part, but definitely had more things in her hands than she should be carrying in her hands. And it's reminding like, me a lot of the old-fashioned meme, how do I hold all these limes? Yeah, yeah. And she dropped what I believe was an avocado or a lime, something like that. I hope it's a lime. <laughs> and she was, you know, probably, you know, six to eight feet away. You know, we had good distance. And it dropped, and I initially had this slight flinch because I would normally just pick it up mm -hmm. and hand it to her clearly she needed a hand and i didn't and i kind of just stepped away and i eventually said to her, i was like i'm so sorry normally i would have totally picked that up and help you out but i just uh in the words of mike lynch she was like oh no it's okay i just felt it just made me like not uncomfortable, but maybe just, I don't know. I, I think a, I would just, you know, like helping old ladies with stuff. I would right. always do that. <laughs> I like how you said that. I just like helping old ladies with stuff. 
I had that happen on a run. I, I did the thing where I, I jumped into the road, and this was a place with no show. I mean, it's not a busy road. I could do it. I, I checked. I'm not just mm-hmm. jumping in front of cars here. Um, and the woman who was in the sidewalk said, thanks for social distancing, <laughs> and then kept going. And I was like, like, no problem. I was just like, thumbs up, and like looked back at her with this weird face, like because I had music in it. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? Oh. Okay. I will say this, though. I do. I now go to the grocery store with... Uh, a bandana over my nose and mouth. Okay. I do it because, and, and you know, I'm not, I don't want to tell you listeners out there like what you should and shouldn't do, but this- I have not been doing that. This so. instance at Trader Joe's that I was talking where the woman dropped the line, I I got inside, there was, you know, I got inside and I realized as I was walking around, I was unmasked, I realized as I was walking around, a majority of the shoppers were wearing masks. Most of the employees weren't, but most of the shoppers were so even though, you know, I practice good hygiene and have my distance, I have decided that when I go to grocery stores, I will mask up and glove up because I think it makes others around me feel more comfortable. I, I you know, I don't want to sound, you know, insensitive to the entire situation, but I am not at a point where I feel I need to cover for myself, but I think a lot of people are. And I don't want to make somebody uncomfortable at the grocery store. And it probably just varies from, like, which store you go to. Because I, I have not, I mean, obviously I've seen people wearing masks, mm-hmm. but I went on Sunday, Safeway, and, um, you know, there were people in masks, but most people were not. Yeah. So I just, I have a mask now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents had one in the house, and they sent one to me in the mail. And they I've got like, a real mask, too. I just haven't used it yet. Right. I'm saving that until they, like, lock us, lock us Right. Down. If they, like, require masks, mm-hmm. then okay, I have a mask. But um, I have it now. I got it literally today. I got it. So I can use it. I actually don't really have anything that I could have covered my mouth with anyway. Mm-hmm. I guess I could have worn my timber scarf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I see. around my face. Yeah, I see tons of stuff. Like, especially older people. They just kind of use whatever they got yeah. around the house. But now I have a legitimate mask. So if I if I need to, I can. But yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a lot for the other people who are worried about it mm-hmm. because maybe this is wrong, but from what I've read is that the mask is more important if you have it than if you don't have it. Right. Uh, and there is a benefit to if you don't have it that, you know, certain droplets is the term they were using can get in that way, mm-hmm. but it's pretty rare that that would happen. But, you know, there is a it, it does keep you a small percent safer mm-hmm. than if you weren't wearing it. Yeah. But if you're sick, wearing it should be like 100% yes. Yeah, of course. I, I think it's at this point we're dealing with a lot of aesthetics. And this is what I'm noticing at the pub. You know, I've had the conversation with the rest of our management team and chatted with my boss about this and stuff. And, you know, we we have no problem covering our face. We don't cover our face right now. And I think it's part of that aesthetic. It's that... I need to sell a product to keep this business going. And I fear that if I, as the employee, now you as the customer, you are more than welcome to mask up if you need to. But me as the employee, I feel that if I were masked, a guest would walk in and be like, oh man, that guy doesn't feel safe working here. Why should I be in here right now? I guess that's a good point. I have not seen at any places I have gone the workers being masked. Yeah, we rock gloves. You know, we we'll do yeah. gloves. I know Deacon, like, they're always wearing gloves, and their bottle cooler is right by where everything is centrally located, so the customer doesn't even touch the bottle cooler. 
So, you know, we've all been taking steps. You know, Milwaukee does the same thing. We've all been taking steps to try to, like, prevent it as much. But, yeah, like, I don't mask at work. I don't want people to feel unsafe walking into our place. Right. And that by, might be why the grocery store clerks aren't doing it, too. It's possible. It is very interesting. It has kind of turned into an aesthetic thing as well as almost like a a social pressure, mm-hmm. right? Is as, as this keeps going, if more and more masks are worn, me, the guy who has yet to wear the mask... I'm going to feel like S. Yeah, yeah. That's, and then it's going to be like, okay, all right, fine. Yeah, like, I give in. Like I said, I don't necessarily feel that I need to do it, but I'm doing it to make other people feel safe. Right. And I think in a crazy time like this, you know, even if it's even if it's just surface, even if it's just aesthetic, that I think we should do our best to help people out. I realize I didn't do anything correctly formatically in the beginning That's of this okay. podcast. That's okay. We just talked about the vid for a little bit. We did. Uh, if you uh, want to subscribe, rate, or review the podcast, you can do so. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio.com, OmniStitcher, 1080TheFan.com. Uh, you can find us on social media, Instagram.com slash Beers on Us. Uh, I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDiddy085 on Instagram. And... Uh, we post this every single Thursday around four o'clock, yep. give or take an hour or so. And, um, you know, I decided not to go back to Jersey this week. That Ted. was, uh, I was supposed to be leaving tomorrow morning, uh, to go home for Passover Jewish holiday for those who are uh, unaware. And, uh, it's one of my two favorite things to do every year. Holiday wise is to go home for Thanksgiving and Passover. Yeah. I saw some Israelites doing some stuff today in yield Israel. I believe today, Wednesday that we are recording this is actually the first day of Passover. I believe um, you are correct. We we are doing it on Saturday virtually now. My family is, well, cool. um, which will be weird, but it'll be nice to at least you yeah. know be on group Facetime or whatever. Mm-hmm. The way however we're going to do it, I don't know how we're going to do it. And um, but it was sad because it was this. I was really trying to wait and see if anything was going to be good enough that I could still do it. Like wait till the ninth hour, yeah, twelfth hour, eleventh hour, whatever they call it. Seeing what we're doing here in Oregon, the numbers are improving. You know, we're donating ventilators to other states. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to have enough hospital beds. And what we have done as a state has been remarkable, considering we were not ground zero, but we were one of the first states to get it because Seattle was was the first place to get it in our country. The fact that we've been able to limit it so well, and some of that, the numbers could be, you know, a lie because not everyone's gotten tested. But you know what I mean? But yeah, Oregon Oregon seems to be in a pretty good spot. It's clear that Oregon is doing well. Um, I was hopeful that, okay, that's going well. And then I look at New Jersey, which is where I'd be going. And it's like, outside of New York, it's basically the worst place to go yeah yeah and my hometown teaneck is a hot spot mm. um there's a lot of orthodox jews there and a lot of orthodox jews you know they're in large groups yeah uh, they have their own rules they don't tend to listen to the to the rules of other people because right. they have their own religious guidelines that they do totally and for a very long time in the very beginning they just ignored everything about this and they still did funerals and weddings and all that kind of stuff and there was a huge outbreak because everyone was together yeah and my town has a lot of orthodox jews in it so my town became a hotspot. Within a day, there was a hundred cases in a small thirty thousand population town. Just That's wild. Popped up in one day. Yeah, not to mention just New York City. I mean, right? Just you'd probably fly into New York. I'd fly into New Jersey. No, oh, into Jersey. Okay. But I mean, it's close enough. It's, yeah. Uh, my hometown is a and five minute drive had, from the city, and so. enough people had been commuting back and forth that. It might as well be an extension. I guess so. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that's why New Jersey has it so bad because yeah. of how how many people go to both. But uh, but yeah. So I, I decided not to go home, which sucks. But um, at least here in Oregon, it seems like things are on the up. Yeah, uh, the numbers are going down. People are doing a great job of staying home and doing smart things, and that feels good. Yeah. That feels good. That because I know federally things are weird, and I know that state by state things are different. But maybe in Oregon. If our numbers are so good, maybe we as a state can start to loosen some of the restrictions a bit 
keep the you know the guidelines in the right. state of Oregon, and maybe that means for us sooner than for a place like Washington or New York or California, we can get back to normal, quote unquote, or whatever can, the oh, new normal looks like. Yeah, we can do limited things, right? Yeah. You know, large events are still going to take a long time to come back. I still feel like it's irresponsible to have concerts and sporting events and other events where you have thousands of people there. That would be irresponsible. But if you can go to a restaurant again and you're like one of like 50 to 100 people in there, maybe that would be deemed safe Yeah. versus, you know, a larger thing. And so maybe it's a slow rollout. I'm hopeful, you know. Yeah. I'm hopeful because I'm bored. But I'm also <laughs> I'm hopeful because it'd be nice to... To know that we as a state did a good job. Well, it, it would make me proud as a new Oregonian. I'm not even a new Oregonian. I'm just an Oregonian now. It's well, just it's just a fact, guys. If you are bored, speaking of my Instagram account, at pdiddy085 on Instagram, I think starting this Thursday, which you guys will hear this, the pod will drop at 4, so you might miss it. But I think Thursdays at 7 p.m. I'm going to do um, like an hour-long little music show. Oh, just on Play IG music. Live? Yep, just go on Instagram Live and, and play an hour's worth of show. So if you guys want to tune into that, that'd be really fun. Um, I'm going to do it anyway because it's basically practice, and I've got all the time in the world. And, and you're bored. And I'm bored, and it's <laughs> supposed to be nice on Thursday, so I'll probably do it from a patio, and we can, hopefully, if light allows it, we can watch the sunset together. Aww. And that would be fun. That's very sweet yeah. and romantic. Well, it's been like late at night for two of the last three nights or so that I was just like, I'm bored. It's 11 o'clock. I'm going to play music. And I just put up the phone and throw up Instagram Live and... Pretend I'm famous or something. <laughs> Maybe you will be. Maybe I will be. Maybe this will be seven a new... people watched my four songs last night. Hey, that's better than none, right? To start exponentially adding that up. What up? Couple of days, you're gonna have like twelve. Oh, I was hoping for twenty, but I guess twelve is more realistic. Yeah, and then two weeks from now, maybe you'll have twenty-five. Ooh, and then who knows? Maybe a famous person shares it. Look at this guy doing music during coronavirus, <laughs> and then you get thousands. You never know. Yeah. Did you see what Barstool did on, on social media? No. Um, Big Cat, one of the Barstool guys, he does the the PMT podcast, I think it's called. Pardon my take. He did a night where they were just jumping into different periscopes. He called it periscope hopping, like bar hopping. And they found this girl who was painting, and she was really good. And she like freaked out because she was like, why do I all of a sudden have 6,000 viewers? Because everyone <laughs> jumped in. And now she's like become really, because everyone's still she's going She's famous back. now. She's become famous. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. Get and it. she's a really good artist. That's so awesome. It was, uh, it was pretty cool to see that. She, I, I jumped in the first day she did it and she was like, what is happening? <laughs> Are you guys all bots? You're definitely bots. You're not real people. <laughs> Nobody cares. My paintings suck. <laughs> that fact, I quit. She's been like, I've been doing she this. She like tears it up and turns it off and it was just thousands of people actually into it. She's been like, I've been doing this for years and i've never seen these numbers and it's like well cool yeah, you've been working you. hard and doing it and you grind it through it and now you're you know thanks to barstool say what you will about barstool a lot of people hate it that's cool though it's that's a cool right. it was a cool thing to see all right well are you enjoying are you enjoying this freem bright pale ale i brought in yes yep. i actually really am it was packaged on my mama's birthday march 19th so two days after the shutdown um i'll tell you what i've been if i'm being honest um, I've been a little disappointed in a lot of the hoppy beers I've drank since the shutdown. You were you were worried about that. Yeah. I I it was I wasn't I don't know if I was necessarily worried, but it was a thought that was drifting in and out of my head, and now I would say I'm worried. Um I don't know what it is. I know a lot of people had to take their kegs back and, and put them back into tanks and then packaged them, which is the smartest and most, you know, efficient way to move your beer so I'm not bagging you by any means. That's what we're all trying to do right now is salvage all the beer we possibly can. 
but I'm definitely noticing a little decline in some other people's beers. I mean, um, I, I mean, I, I haven't noticed it in our beers, and I don't, definitely don't want to sound like, oh, we're cool and y'all are a bunch of losers. That's not what I mean at all. But I drink those brands so much that I think I probably am a little numb to it just because I'm like, oh, yeah, Wanderlust. I know what that is, and I'm not thinking about it. But these days I'm so excited to drink somebody else's beer than our beer because – like, I'm trying to save money. You know, I'm trying not to spend money. These are crazy times, and I don't know what my paychecks are going to look like week to week, so I'm trying to be smart. So I usually just drink Breakside Beer, but I grabbed this. I saw it was packaged. I was like, I love my people at Freem. I ran into Dana, the former GM out there. He was a great friend of mine. He It was really good to see him. So I thought, you know what? I, I want to grab a beer. And so I grabbed it from New Seasons, and this is really good. This is the beer I remember, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, it's it's delicious. But if this was the 19th, this probably wasn't any kegs pushed back into a tank. This was probably the normal batch they brewed true, true. to be packaged. True. That's Yeah, you're, you're probably 100% right. Yeah. Either way, this beer is awesome. It I reminds, love this beer. That reminds me that I forgot to talk about Weekend Beer as well. The, That's okay. I apologize for the weirdness of this, of the formatics of this as a as a host of the podcast. I feel weird about it. I'll tell you uh, what, Mike. You're usually really good at it. Yeah. So we'll let this one thank slide. You. you know what I'm going to call this Did episode? Did you say stank you? No, I didn't. <laughs> I thought you said stank you. No, I did, I did not. Is this outcast? <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Uh <laughs> I, I was gonna say I'm just gonna call this episode two guys talking. Two guys talking about stank. <laughs> stank you very much. Stank you. <laughs> um, and I think we can make this a little mini series. If there's ever a week that we're just kind of like, there's not really a lot going on. We just two guys talking. Sure. I'm just at the bar. Yeah. Drinking some beer. I mean, it is kind of like a bar. I mean, I feel like I'm sitting at a bar. Yeah. I'm yeah. in like an uncomfortable chair. Lean forward. Microphone in your face. Sucking my gut in. Yeah. <laughs> talking nonstop and not drinking that much of the beer yeah, because right. you have to talk constantly. Right. Um, Ask the bartender to put on a sporting event that I'm not watching. <laughs> hey, could you please put on the Mariner game? Thanks. And then you turn in the complete opposite direction and talk to your buddy. Yeah. And then you look up and go, oh, I forgot to watch that yeah. game. Tab, please. Yeah. Can I close out? I got to yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Guy's like, yep. Who's watching this game anyway? <laughs> oh, look, the Mariners are losing again. Shocking. Um, this weekend... I did my usual new seasons, couple of beers that I get for Sunday. Mm-hmm. I went back to the old reliable that I got last week in the Wander Export Stout, which was delightful. I love it. I love that you went back to the well on that. I uh, I got the Belching Beaver Mexican Peanut Butter Milk Stout, which mm. was delightful. That sounds intriguing. It was better than the regular peanut butter stout. Really? It was. Because I really like the regular peanut I mean, for a peanut butter milk stout, it is kind of what it is, but I yeah, always dug it. It just added depth of flavor because it was still the base, but it, you got the, the kind of spicy Mexican chocolatey kind of that you get in those kind of stouts and then i got two ipas i got sticky hands which i have not had in a while and then i got uh, i forget the name of it because it was a strange name but uh, ex novo released a hazy and a west coast ipa in similar cans that had different color schemes and i got the west coast ipa it was really good yeah like, really 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 good yeah we were talking about this before the podcast started i think i had that not too long ago too and now i'm intrigued and want to look it up it to has see like what it was it, called because i really enjoyed it too the name is almost like a phrase or something it was like well, that's kind of what all their stuff is now these days i feel you know they've got like um oh yeah like a lot of their hazies and ipa one-offs yeah or like phrases or they're like quotes from movies stuff like that yeah um but i, I like the can a lot it was uh it was almost 
I'm not really sure the right way to describe it. It was just like a cool pattern of like diamond on diamond kind of like, you know, how when you were like in a notebook in, in school and you would just kind of draw shapes together and attach all the triangles and stuff in right. the corner. It kind of just felt like that across the can and it was a different color than the hazy, but it was, uh, it was really good. And I really, 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 really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm trying to think it was just a good bitter West Coast IPA. It didn't have a lot of flavors that have been kind of creeping into some of the more west coast ipas we've been seeing the last year or two it was just a classic bitter hoppy crisp good mouthfeel ipa i quite enjoyed it is and always was yes that's that's the one that i had that's what it was um very good very very good well nice yeah that was my my weekend beer maybe i'm just being curmudgeon maybe i need to give uh, a little more patience a little more try some stuff well, we're in weird times. Yeah, I suppose so. My weekend beer consists of I had this Freem Bright Pale Ale, and ooh, I had some of what will be the beer of the week, which I'm really excited because I was shocked. I never thought I would be able to ever do this in my entire life. So I got that, which we'll get to at beer of the week. That was exciting. He still hasn't told me what it is, and it, what he just said made me more intrigued yeah, than I already was. It, don't outthink the room. It's straightforward. Okay. It's just something that, yeah. Anyway, we'll get to it at Beer of the Week. Uh, and outside of that, yeah, man, just a lot of breakside beer. I'll tell you what, I don't want to drink Cuddle Puddle anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did run out of crawlers. We ran out of cans. Wow. Yep. How do you deal with that? Uh, we ordered some a couple weeks ago, and they said five to six weeks. So we're probably looking at three three weeks out from now. So what do you do? Just fill in growlers. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I know it slowed the beer. It slowed the draft beer down. I wouldn't say drastically, but it's definitely noticeable. Package sales are up, so I mean we're still selling beer. It's not like people are coming in. They're like, "You don't have crowlers." Pfft, I knew this brewery is overrated. I'm out of here. So no, we're not running anything like that. But well, if I was coming in there, you guys don't have crowlers. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, but I mean it's tricky, you know. And there's just a national shortage of cans. Like everybody realized, oh man, let's just crowler everything we have, and then they're gone. Well, hopefully it's sooner than you think. But I've been drinking Bazooka Face still. Still digging that beer. There you go. You won't be in a little while, though. I know, I know. (laughs) All right, let's get into this really intriguing beer of the week. I'm excited about it. Oh, okay. And um, I want to discover what it is that that you're talking about. You said you never thought you'd be able to bring this beer on the podcast. Yep. I never thought I would be able to... Yes. I don't want to ruin anything. Okay. Okay. I have like two ideas in my head of what it could be, so we'll find out next. That was two guys talking. We'll do that every once in a while. You know, hey, sometimes the creative juices, they're not flowing that well. Stanky very much. You're stanking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Three <laughs> of the week is next. Beer of the Week time here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. And let me tell you, folks and folkettes, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, the beer that we have for Beer of the Week is never canned. I've never seen this beer packaged in my entire life. It could have been, and I don't know. This beer's also been made for the last like 25 years. So I'm not sure. The beer that we have in front of us is a famous Oregon beer. It is a classic OG Oregon beer and or brewery. I would say it's on the Mount Rushmore of IPAs. I know I just 
spoil the touch there, but I would say it is on the Mount Rushmore of IPAs for the state of Oregon. Now, you see what we're doing is we're doing the slow burn tease, so you giving a little bit away is okay because we're getting to it, but yep. now I'm stalling because I want you guys to really, really think about what we're doing here. And I'm um, just going to, you know, it's uh, it's got it's a black can. There's uh, there's green letters on it. And Stands out really great. There's white letters on it. It's a 7% ABV, 70 IBU. Their address is 2200 Main Street. <laughs> there is a uh, loading equipment on it. Yeah, there's a government warning on the side of the can. <laughs> a UPC sticker. Yeah, 12 fluid ounces. Um, the brewery rhymes with Schmarly Schmrounds. <laughs> And uh, we're drinking Pallet Jack IPA. Yeah, they, yeah, this is so rad. My homeboy, my good buddy Todd, hit me up and let me know that they got, I think they only got like a case of this. I saw this on Instagram this week and I was, <clears throat> I didn't connect the dots that mm -hmm. I don't normally see it canned. Yeah. Because I was like, oh yeah, Pallet Jack, cool. And then, and then you brought it in and I was like. Oh, that's right. This is only ever on tap. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. He he let me know that I they might have got one or two cases or however it was, but it was moving. And I asked uh, for a six pack and I got this six pack. I saved two for my girlfriend because she has never had pallet jack. What? So Yeah, so I figured I'd save what? a couple cans for her. Not that I know when I'm gonna get them to her because we're social distancing <laughs> and well, all that stuff but I've you got... could do like a weird like car drive-by right. just like throw them out the side of the window catch <laughs> but baby i save these for you because i love you <laughs> um yeah and i so i grabbed the six pack and i drank two of them and i uh kept two on shows a lot of restraint sir i know kept two especially because i ran out of beer last night mm. in the fridge it mm. was either barrel aged sours or drink my girlfriend slash podcasts pallet jack and I was like, ooh, yeah, I'm drunk enough to go to bed. I don't need any beer. Show you self-restraint. Um, but yeah, so I saved two for the lady, and I saved two for the podcast, um, and I had two myself. And I was just really excited. I mean, I would say Pallet Jack, Boneyard. RPM. RPM, you know, those two beers are just staples. They're dive bar staples. Yeah. You know? I, I see RPM way more than Pallet Jack. Yeah. But Yes. I, I I would love it if Wanderlust or or Breakside IPA could get that. And actually, you know, we sell about as much as these guys do of these beers. But these but beers, it's not viewed in the same right, way. Right, but these beers are so famous. They're so famous. Tyler Brown has been making this beer for twenty plus year. It's won at GABF multiple times. It's just it it's such a legendary beer. I can't emphasize this enough. The can is super sexy. It's straightforward. I mean, they never package their beer, but in a time like this, you know, I'm sure they rely on some tourism out there in Baker City. You know, the Wallawas aren't far away, and you cruise through on your way to Boise or on your way to Portland from Boise or whatever off 84. So they probably had to, you know, think outside of what they normally do, and they decided to package this. And if anybody at Barley Browns is listening to this, please continue to do this. We want it. Even if it's even if it's only in small amounts, and you can't send a ton to us, even if a place like Cerveza is only getting a case, that's fine. First come, first serve, baby. And I will jump on that. I don't know. With I just a little got insider really, trading, of yeah, course. <laughs> I just got really excited. You know, if Boneyard six-packed RPM, I'd buy a six-pack. I would 100 without hesitation buy a six-pack. Yeah. No, I agree. I, and it's, again, that's one of those, when you brought it up originally, I was like, oh, yeah, you get those packages. No, you don't. No. Boner doesn't package anything. No, they package CBD cola. Yeah, that's it. Really? Yeah, yeah which is super weird. Well. It's like, that's what you're going to package? Well. well no Hoppa Wheelie? No Suge Knight? Maybe no, it's doing well for them. I don't know. No Notorious? Nothing? No. Okay. 
I like how you labeled all those. And no RPM, the most popular beer you have. Diablo Rojo. Ooh, I love that yeah, one. Yeah, people too. love that beer. That's a really good beer. Uh, there was this. Um, what is it? It's like. It's like got an ape in its name. Skunk ape. It's like a hoppy red. I enjoy that. At stank, least I did in the stank past. Stank you. Yeah, stank ape. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. Uh, stank ape. <laughs> I haven't had that beer in a long time, but I did normally. I did really enjoy that. Now the thing with Pallet Jack for me personally is I didn't have Pallet Jack until. I think we started this podcast. I don't okay. think I don't. Well, think, you weren't a big IPA drinker before we started this. I podcast. was not, and I didn't frequent places that had very large, expansive tap lists. I had I frequented places that had. Well, this is a dive bar special. Very typical tap lists. And, oh, so you you mean like things like Blue Moon, Mirror Pond? Yeah, stuff I mean, like, like that. I would go to a place, and if they if they have, yeah, if they had more than that, it was great, but it was still limited. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, where, so the first time I had this, it was either with you or it was with a buddy. I went to, um, I'm not gonna remember the name of the bar. It's the tap room that's uh, based on the great Lebowski. The gr- oh, big Lagrowski. Big Lagrowski. I went there and they had pallet jack on it. Oh, got they it always have pallet jack. Yeah. That's like their house IPA. Okay. Well, I had it there and it was, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I've heard of this beer. I remember Patrick talking about it a lot. That might've been my first time having mm-hmm. it. But since then I've had it plenty of times. It's been kind of up and down for me. It kind of changes. Yeah. Maybe it's my mood. Maybe it's the beer being slightly different. But this right now, this is what I want. Yep. This is 100% what I want. Sometimes it's a little bit maltier than this, which is fine for me because I like malt. But Mm -hmm. this, if I'm drinking a West Coast IPA, I'm getting it right here. And it it does have more of like that darker color to West Coast mm -hmm. IPA too. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that's what happens when you've been around for a long time and you continue to make these beers, you know, things like... You know, I went to I I've went <clears throat> I've been to the old location and then a couple summers ago I went to the new location of Boneyard and I was I was so excited. It was like there were all these beers on draft that I'd never had before. So I got a sampler tray, you know, of a bunch of different stuff, but with that sampler tray I also ordered a pint of RPM. And I told some friends that. I was like, "Well, they were like, what was the first thing you ordered?" And I was like, "An RPM." They were like, "What? You drink that all the time?" And I was like, "No." I drink that all the time on dirty dive bar lines. I have no idea what this beer tastes like, fresh and clean and crisp. And that's what I feel the same way about about Pallet Jack. It's such a it's such a staple in the IPA world. It's in Point Blank's book. So, you know, they're going to push it easy, no problem. But I don't know the quality. How old is the keg? Has it been sitting out warm? So you think it's more inconsistent because of that versus because of the beer? I do. I mm. very do. I, I think... I think like all breweries, there can be some inconsistencies in your core brands just because of for a, a thousand different reasons. But I think one of the biggest factors in why classic mass produced IPAs taste bad some places is just poor draft maintenance. And I would say this beer in RPM falls into that category the most. Now I'm starting to think, though, what else would hit the Mount Rushmore of IPAs in the state of Oregon. Yeah, I was as you said that I was thinking and I was like what else do you see? Did you say just hoppy beers in general? No, no. You, you need should... to say IPAs. So Mirror Pond doesn't hit that list. No, if if you're talking you know Mount Rushmore of beers, then sure. I mean maybe put Black Butte Porter over that oh, if you yeah, if yeah. you're picking that. But Yeah, I probably would pick Black Butte over. I mean Mirror that's Pond. their that's their flagship. If you I, had a Mount Rushmore yeah. of or, All styles yeah. of Oregon styles. Okay, yeah. okay. And I think that might knock like Pallet Jack off because then you're adding up like the Hef would of course be on there. Yeah, Whitmer Hef would be on there right. for sure. Um, but no, if you're just going IPAs, sure Pallet Jack, RPM, 
and let me pick two others. It's tough. It is really tough. I mean, I I'm clearly super biased, so I'm going to say Breakside IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, I would take that over Wanderlust, just in terms of IPA for the Rushmore. Okay, uh, it's it's a little more decorated on the grand scheme of things. Oh, I don't know, man. A fourth one. I mean, let's walk through the breweries here. I was going to say Frame IPA. The Frame IPA could be up there, but, but that's they're pretty, fairly. But they're really young. I'm saying that's fairly yeah, they're new. They're young in the grand scheme of things. I mean, Breakside's only ten years old. That's young in the scheme of somebody like Barley Browns. I mean, I wonder if something dead like... dead guy would be on the other one. By the way, yeah, dead guy probably would be on the other one. Oh wow! So yeah, Blackbeard Porter, Widmer Hefeweizen, dead guy, and Ruby. Mm, probably McMinimins Ruby. Probably, yeah. yeah. I, and that's what I keep thinking. I keep thinking, is there like a McMinimins IPA? But not really, because they have the hammerhead, the pale. I was trying to remember what it was called, yeah. I can't remember either. But they now they always do the one-offs. So now there are some one-offs that they do consistently at multiple places. Wow. Is there an obvious one that we're forgetting? There, there's got to be. There's got to be one I'm just not thinking well, of. Well, I'm also thinking some of the classics have closed now, too. Right? right. Like Maybe you would have put Bridgeport's IPA up there just for being a yeah. staple. Yeah. But it's gone. Right, right. And that beer hasn't been what it is for 10 plus years. Like, this still tastes good. Right. You know, RPM's still a quality beer. Right. They hadn't actually, as far as I remember, they hadn't really changed the recipe of that beer, right. but it just didn't hold up over time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Full Sail, you know, you got to start thinking about older breweries like Full Sail. You get a little Session IPA oh, in there or something? Oh, oh, I got it. I got it. What? Total Domination. Well, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It could fall into the Bridgeport category. What about Apocalypse? Ten Barrel's not old enough. Not old enough? No. Hmm. I'm going to do a little mini research here. And now now that I think about it, man, I don't think Breakside's old enough. Well, that's why I was... Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm, I think I'm still with just Pallet Jack and Boneyard. I don't think Boneyard is that much older either. I, I don't know the actual history, the how old Boneyard is. But RPM 100% makes Mount Rushmore. Let's yeah. let's and and let's keep this in mind. <clears throat> Mount Rushmore, the four presidents that are on Mount Rushmore are not the four greatest presidents. Okay, they are just four of the most impactful presidents. Correct? Yes. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abe. And Teddy Roosevelt. Yes. People are like, Teddy Roosevelt? I'm like, yeah, he founded the National Parks Department. You know all those places you like to go to all the time? Yeah, that's him. He can be on Mount Rushmore. But, you know, I like JFK. We could argue that FDR is the greatest. Some people really like Ronald Reagan. I really like Barack Obama. You know, things like that. There are a lot of great presidents out there, but these are the four. So it's not that Pallet Jack is better than, you know, Culmination Phaedrus or, you know, Pallet Jack is better than, you know, um, Ex Novo Elliot or things like that. But like these are these are the staples. These are the the the, the guys that have, that have completely changed and dominated kind of the scene. All right. So I'm looking here. I'm scrolling. Is Fort George, Fort George Vortex on that? What yes. about Pelican IPA? Well, I was going to say Vortex Pelican is one. Pelican IPA. They've been around forever. Gigantic IPA? That's probably too young, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the length of Gigantic. Yeah, so I'm just looking here. I like this Pelican call. I so we got that. 10. I'm just looking here. 10 Barrel Apocalypse, which we mentioned. Right. There's Boneyard. There's Breakside IPA. 
Deschutes Fresh Squeezed. Yeah, That's too new in terms new. of their IPAs. Too new, yeah. Vortex, I think you got to put Vortex on there, to be honest with you. I think I would take uh, Pelican. Well, Pelican hasn't had like a consistent no. IPA. They don't have one they that's They bounce like... around. Like they make different brands and retire brands. Yeah. I mean, you could say, what is it? Because Silver Spot, I believe, was the old one Be- that I remember having Beak as a Breaker kid. or whatever it's called <clears throat> now. Beak Breaker's newer, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I also think Total Domination. I think it's, yeah. So it's going to be. It's going to be RPM, Pallet Jack, Total Mikasi, Dom. Total Dom. And then the four Fort is the George Teddy Vo- Roosevelt. Is the Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> I mean, I still think you could probably slide Vortex in there. Because that you see Vortex everywhere. True. Especially in cans. True. And a lot of people like it because of the super high IBU. It's right. like almost 100 IBUs. Well, and it's like 7.6 too. Yeah. So is that it? Maybe the fourth can be like, uh, it's like your Ringo, you know? Not a, pe- not a lot of people like Ringo. Some people really like Ringo. I s- tend to be a person that really likes Ringo. Do you want to slide a little, uh, a little left hand in there and say Double Mountain IRA? Ooh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's not a bad. It's not a bad read. I think that fourth spot. I think those three are firmly solidified in there. Total Dom, Pallet Jack, RPM. Even though I'd rather drink a Pallet Jack and an RPM over a Total Dom these days, I just find that beer way too malty. Uh, I think that fourth spot you can fill whatever you want. Fort, well, for- Fort George Vortex, you could go IRA, Double Mountain. I mean, hell, Vaporizer from Double Mountain or Hop Lava. Hop Lava was an awesome beer for a long time, although I don't think they make that anymore. But the IRA is there. You could throw Breakside their, IPA in there. You the throw, IRA is their beer, though, you know. Yeah. But it's not an IPA, but, you know. Right, right. But, you know. I know, but then. but, but Creative Mir- license. Mirapond's not an IPA. True. And Mirapond would make that list before IRA. But Mirapond's not as hoppy anymore anyway. It's still a pale ale. It's yeah. Interesting. Well, let us know. What would be your fourth beer? Let us know. Instagram.com slash beers on us. Or let us know if you think any of these are wrong. There's got to be somebody we're missing. Yeah, we did this last time when we were talking about like the brewery looks and what was weird and interesting, and we forgot McMinimins for like 30 minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> if we're just forgetting something, let us know. But Instagram.com. I do not, not want to hear Bridgeport IPA. I don't want to hear that. Instagram.com slash beers on us. Send us beers that are existing IPAs that can be on the Mount Rushmore. That have, that have been around for a while. Yes. Like I said, you can't just be like, oh, you know, this brewery makes great IPAs, so they well, let me pick the, the most famous one. No. No, it's got to be something that's been around for a long time. Something that's been around for a while that you can find almost anywhere uh, in terms of on the tap lines or in cans or whatever. So it's got to be popular, around for a while, and famous enough to be on the Rushmore. Here's one of the great ways to describe it. Go find a 65-year-old white man and ask him, what IPA do you drink? And he says, IPA, Coors Light. No, no, no. No. Every time I run into a, to older generations, that older generation men that drink IPAs, it's like the same five grocery store stuff. Right. That Like, like a Total Domination or a Bridgeport IPA, things like that. But, yeah. So I just want to know. Well, I'm, I'm real firm on Pallet Jack and Boneyard. Okay. I'm not even real firm on Total Dom. You should be, though. Just because the beer... I think has drifted away from what contemporary drinkers want in an IPA, where I think RPM and Pallet Jack have evolved over the years. Well, Thomas Jefferson owned Slaved, and he's still on there, so. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, he drifted. That's drifting away from what well, is currently. Well, Abe Lincoln extended. was a Republican. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Stank, man. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. Again, send us DMs on Instagram.com slash beers on us if we're missing any obvious ones or yep. if you think we're giant idiots. That's okay. We are giant idiots. But 
we talk like we're not because we have microphones in front of us. Because um, they let us. Hopefully you enjoyed two guys talking. And uh, we'll do this, you know, intermittently throughout the next, uh, well, I don't know, probably for the life of the podcast. Just because sometimes all you got to do is talk in front of the microphone and drink some beer. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys are still being able to get beer you need and want out there. And hopefully you're supporting local and uh, doing the smart things like that. And hopefully you're doing okay at home. Yep. And uh, you're surviving this. Stay healthy. And uh, try your best to stay interested in the things you're doing because, hell, a lot of negative mental issue stuff can stem from things like this. So 100%. just try to make, try your best to stay positive. Try your best to do things that are normal to you, even at home, and uh, keep moving forward. We'll get out of this together. Uh, we'll see you next week, every Thursday around 4 o'clock, and uh, hopefully you guys will be there. And Thursdays at 7 p.m., live music from yours truly, at PDD085 on Instagram. Join the fun. Traces. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.